Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have the fortune and the pleasure of interviewing Elena, who has a great website, a great blog, and a great book all about creative travel. And her book's called The Creative Traveler's Handbook. So we're going to be finding about Elena, about how she uh, uh, travels continuously, how she makes income online, and about her blog and her book. And she's actually the first Austrian digital nomad we've had on the show, even though we've interviewed over 200, over 200 guests. And finally, we have Austrian digital nomads. So super excited about interviewing Elena today. Uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share more about yourself uh, for the sake of the people listening and watching. Sure. Um, thank you very much, Ricky, for this opportunity. I'm very pleased and honored to be the first Austrian on the show. Uh, I'm not only a digital nomad by work, but I'm also a world citizen by definition. I can really say that right now. I have just told you in the introduction, I speak seven languages. I feel very much at home anywhere I travel in the world. I make contacts with a lot of local people. So uh, my book, The Creative Traveler's Handbook, um, goes on about how to see uh, the world uh, by sharing learning experiences, intercultural experiences. And uh, all of this um, has brought me to become self-employed seven years ago. So, and also for more than a year, I've been I've been totally nomad. So I haven't had a house I haven't had a, a house of my own. I'm currently on a staycation at my parents' place, <laughs> which does me really well back home in Austria. But I've been to 14 countries on three continents in the first half of this year alone. So yeah, it has been a bit of a rat race, a good rat race, but still, <laughs> the last couple of months. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so I want to take you back to the beginning. So tell us about you when you first got so passionate about travel. Uh, walk us through that journey. When did you leave Austria to become a traveler, a world traveler, a global citizen, as you put it? Yeah, sure. Um, it started basically started with my family. Now, traveling and curiosity and openness about the world is part of our family culture. So I went to live in London for a year after my A-levels, after I graduated from, I think, well, the corresponding school to high school, I guess. Then I went um, to study tourism management here in Austria, but the entire course program was in English. And I went to live in Madrid and Paris for half a year each. So that's when I became fluent in four languages. And after that, um, I went to live in New Zealand for one and a half years. And, uh, and ever since, uh, I went back to Austria to work there for a little, but quit this job. It was a good learning curve, but then I became self-employed seven years ago. And that's when the traveling was really built into my work and was uh, actually part of the work-life balance mix for the last seven years, a lot. And uh, more languages, more people, more um, more professional consultancy contracts, all the way to the European Union level came along, and I'm very pleased and very glad uh, for all that I've been able to do in the last couple of years, uh, all the way up to writing my first book two years ago. Yeah. Awesome, and yeah, we'll definitely find out more about the book. Uh, I'm curious to know about the blog. It's called Creative Elena. Uh, tell us a little bit about the story there. When did you launch the blog and why did you uh, start it and what do you write about? Yeah, my blog, I launched it uh, almost five years ago in October 2012 
because the year before I had become self-employed, I knew I was going to have a business website, but because I had already started creatively a little bit with the first travel blog when I lived in New Zealand, I knew I wanted to take this idea of having a travel blog further and integrate it or somehow make it my digital uh, business card, as I like to say it. And that's when that's when I married the idea of having my own working digital workspace with uh, my blog, which essentially became the travel blog it is today. It's a bilingual blog. I write everything in German and in English because both um, markets and both languages are very important to me. And um, I've so far published uh, just over a thousand articles and the resources are mostly focused on Europe, but also the world from Australia to Canada to South America. I've published a lot too because I traveled there for quite a bit. And um, there are world travel resources, but there are also industry news because I, because of my professional background of the tourism industry management, I also publish about um, news in tourism marketing and the conferences, the digital nomad conferences, the blogger conferences, because I think by sharing this kind of information, we all grow and we all further our networks and assist each other. Awesome. Uh, so I'm curious to know about the different income streams. It's amazing. You'll be last seven years. Uh, walk us through some of the different revenue streams you're able to generate online and offline. Yeah, exactly. So that yeah, that's been an interesting learning curve as well. And I guess for pretty much any digital nomad, uh, the income streams have a lot to do with uh, the personality and with uh, the professional, with the professional attitude towards different towards different fields. Now I know some technology geeks, and they're all about monetizing the site up to a level where they earn two or three thousand grand a month, and they can pretty much live off that. That hasn't been my passion so much. My passion lies in teaching and languages and information gathering and sharing and speaking. So my income streams have evolved around that. So uh, I might be hired by the Creative Tourism Network to fly to Portugal to speak at a conference about creative tourism and regional development and then fly back or make it work by visiting some friends or visiting other destinations in the area concerned with creative travel, thereby furthering my own education and my own writing. Or there might be um, a times where I'm doing a professional translation of a website, say from French into German, which is what I will be doing right now. And I'll be, I'll be going to that destination, spending some time there and uh, also write and share about that. And it has been, it has evolved um, in different ways. Like uh, we have our own tourism networks here in Austria, some of which I started with seven years ago. But very soon I grew into the European sphere up all the way up to the European consultancy. And why this is important is I believe there is a lot of money put towards furthering education and knowledge sharing. At least that's what I've, that's what I've seen in the last couple of years. So a lot of money goes into supporting new business developments in regional and rural areas in Europe. And I've been able to um, leverage off some of that, those revenue streams for my own business, for our own networks. That was an interesting part. Awesome. Uh, sounds great. Um, so you recently published a book. It's called The Creative Traveler's Handbook. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin story. What made you write a book? 
Yes, I've always wanted to write a book. It was part of my, if not the earliest life dream. I was always inspired by great authors to have a knack for saying something in exactly that way over another way and to have this, I don't know, play with words. I was always very fascinated by it. And uh, it stayed a vague idea until I met Terry and Sarah Lee of Live, Share, Travel. They're, they're English and um, they, they've already published the, uh, the Luxury Travelers Handbook back in 2012. And all of a sudden, and Terry said to me, well, Elena, for you, it's easy. One day you're going to write the Creative Travelers Handbook. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's right. So he gave, <laughs> by their own publishing and by their own way, he gave an idea and a way to my vague idea and suddenly all over the years I had an idea, I had a path, I had a, a way to approach the publisher. I went around the world doing a round the world research trip, visiting creative destinations in Santa Fe, New Mexico and in Brazil and in Iceland and in New Zealand and in Nepal and I came back and synthesized it all and put it in this book which essentially is the guidebook and an inspiration to travelers to say, okay, hang on a minute, I could do this on my trip. Maybe I have done this. Oh, this is how it works. It's, it's been an interesting journey, really. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I'm curious to know about the whole creative element. Um, you know, obviously, as travelers, uh, we want to be creative, not just stick to the typical tourist trail and the typical monuments and sightseeing. Uh, walk us through what it means to be a creative traveler. Yeah, essentially it has to do with a, with a shift in the mindset and also it has to do um, with, the, with, the opportunity, with the opportunity to um, express yourself and to learn something on your trip. Now it could go from a wine tasting where you learn a lot more about the wine region you're visiting but most of the time it involves your actual doing something. So you're learning from a photographer um, about the city or the district of Paris you're visiting by learning as much about photography as you're learning about the district you're visiting. Or it could be very classical things. It could be a painting course or a pottery course or a food tour or a cooking class. So something that involves your actual doing something and learning something new and having to explain it to others, which as we know is the best way to learn something and to memorize it. So it just makes the trip more, it makes it more local and it makes it more enjoyable in a way. It makes it, it takes more time, but it's also more authentic because you get to meet the local people. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's what travel's all about, meeting the people and especially connecting with the locals. And, uh, you know, I, I love this whole angle, the Creative Traveler's Handbook. Um, so tell us about some of the other projects. I mean, we've talked about the blog. Um, yeah, we've talked about the book. And I, I know you're involved with a whole bunch of different projects. So walk us through some of the main ones. Yes, exactly. So um, one of one of the projects I love uh, I love doing most is um, I'll, I'll start with an example, a really good example. I've worked um, with the Costa Brava Tourism Board. Costa Brava is a region in north uh, northeastern Spain, and Jaume Marin has been and his team have been very progressive in hosting two TBEX conferences, two travel bloggers exchange conferences, and uh, being a destination inside Catalonia and Spain that really excels itself in working with travel bloggers and digital nomads in professional tourism, destination management, marketing. And he got inspired by the book. Like over a year ago, he said, 
Well, Elena, we have that. We have that those kind of offers. It's just not linked. It's just not networked. And nobody has brought it, nobody has carried it forward to the attention of the market of travelers. Like we have all these single businesses, the the, the cooking classes and the artisans in the backcountry and the people who do olive oil tastings and whatever have you. But how about we have you as a traveler blogging and sharing about the experiences, but also teaching a course at university, um, bringing those people together to create, to possibly help stimulate their own networks and their own meeting cultures. So it has been as much a, pro a, a project of sharing and communicating information, but also about um, regional management and development in tourism, which is what I find particularly interesting because that's part of my background. So that has been a stellar project. I loved it because I could be creative with the videos, with the sharing, with the languages, talking Catalan for two weeks straight. Uh, I love this part of the world. And they made me feel like I was one of them. But I could also give to them a part of a professional development, which was great. So, Elena, you mentioned the fact that you actually can speak seven languages. You know, uh, most of us, it's hard enough just to speak one. And, uh, you know, we might pick up some uh, maybe 20 or 30 words in each country we travel to. But to be, like, fluent, um, you know, in conversing and actually thinking in seven languages is amazing. Uh, so, firstly, what are the seven languages you speak? Yes. So, um, I speak German is my mother tongue, English. French, Spanish, Portuguese, Catalan, and Italian. And I've also had six years of Latin at school. So, <laughs> so those are all related. Like I always bring it down by saying, no, no, don't worry. They're all related in a way, <laughs> which they are. But, but still, uh, why this is so is because of the friends and the, and the music and the love and the way to communicate and the wanting to communicate. So I traveled to Portugal. I've just been on the phone uh, for an hour with my friend Rita in Porto. And I just spoke Portuguese because she just brings out the Portuguese in me because, because it's a part of the world I really, I really treasure. And um, it's true, it has also always been a passion and an interest. So I was reading books and I was listening to music. Music played a big part too. And that inspires you for the sounds and the words and the way to communicate, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you have these seven languages and, uh, you know, I, I know they're interrelated. They kind of come from the same root. Uh, but how do you think? Uh, because obviously, like when you're in Austria, you might think and communicate mostly in Austrian. With, you, with me and you on the interview, you're obviously thinking and communicating fully in English. Uh, but then you said you were talking to someone in Porto, in Portuguese. So I, I'm really confused at how you can think in like seven languages simultaneously and keep it all in order in your brain. <laughs> yeah, it, um, with the, again, the answer is the people. So if it, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't linked to the situation of the person, like talking to my friend in Porto, we video Skyped. So I saw her in her flat where I've already visited three times. She was out on the streets and I remembered myself there and I remember the sound of my voice there and how the people sound. No, it doesn't confuse me, not at all. It's true. It's because I can link it to people like yourself. I hear you speak and obviously I just attune to the same, I don't know, wavelength. <laughs> It's funny, but yeah, it's it's possible. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's obviously possible. Any tips 
Um, any tips or advice for someone who wants to learn languages? Uh, maybe not seven, but even one or two more. Yes, um, definitely. What, what I can remember, even when I was 10 or 12 years old, one of the things that first uh, sparkled my imagination and fueled my interest was music. So I listened to music and I wanted to know the lyrics. I wanted to know what the people were expressing. What were they singing? What were they saying? Then it carried forward in books. So I remembered uh, or got interested by uh, a certain way that a language has of saying something over another. Like, for instance, uh, in English, some people say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Whereas we, we tend to say in German, don't put everything on one card. So our reference is the card games and their reference is the basket and the eggs, which we don't say, but I understand what they mean. And that got me interested. So the curiosity for expressions, for music, and then of course the people. And then you should enter the, you should enter the dimension where you go to maybe a language cafe, or you Skype with someone, or you of course go to the country, try and talk to people. So as soon as you have personal relationships, they will always keep up your level, even if you sink again. And of course, after some time, if you don't speak it on a daily basis, but they will bring it up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you definitely need, uh, especially if you're no longer living in that country, um, you need to have friends or you need to like do what you do, Skype interviews, maybe a local meetup. Like there's obviously like a uh, language and cultural exchange meetups. And I uh, definitely try to keep practicing it, maybe watch some movies, TV shows, read books in the language. So yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing uh, that you can speak that many. What I'm curious about is your vision going forward, Elena. Uh, you are a well-established blogger, uh, author. Uh, you know, you're creating multiple streams of income online. Uh, where do you see yourself and beyond? Basically, um, basically, uh, the the project with Costa Brava has been teaching me exactly exactly the way I would like to do more of, which is combining the travel publishing with um, local area tourism development, which is exactly which is exactly what I'm very passionate about. So if I can do more of those contracts where I'm hired to speak either at university or at some part of a conference share on my languages and social media and blogs and also help to develop and encourage sustainable development. I've recently worked with the government of Greece trying to build a more sustainable national tourism strategy for the country of Greece. So that's, that, uh, that would be perfect for me to keep going this way, exactly. So uh, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, read the blog, buy the book, you know, maybe get some tips about learning languages, find out what you're up to, how can they do that? This is another, you're bringing me to another idea I still have for at least an ebook. I, I really would like to publish an ebook about learning and maintaining languages because I think I have some authority to speak on that now. <laughs> And uh, that would be a good idea. Yes, of course. Contact me via. I'm very, I'm very open. I'm very um, much the same. It's funny because somebody once said to me two years ago, Elena, it's so nice. You're the same. You're the same personality online and offline. And I was like, of course. Like, why would you say that? And then, of course, I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, maybe. No, it's not always the case. So it's true. You can. I, I can speak to you like that, but I would also write to somebody professionally like that there is not much uh, not much of a difference and i try and be as authentic 
and as giving and communicating as I can be. So yes, yes just reach out to me. My, my email address is reachme at creativeelena.com. And um, the book is available on Amazon, of course. And also very much I'm active on social media. It's all Creative Elena on Instagram, on Facebook, on Google. So yes, I look forward to hearing from you for sure. Yeah, I definitely encourage you to write that book because I think a lot of us who travel uh, frequently, we want to get better languages, but uh, we find it too difficult. Uh, I'm here in Colombia, for example, and uh, it's definitely a challenge to learn Spanish. Uh, I, I'm from Canada originally, and I, we learn English and French there, uh, but definitely want to learn Spanish so I can communicate with the locals. <laughs> Did I tell you that Canada is one of my favorite countries in the world? I've been there for 10 weeks last year. I traveled all the way from Vancouver to Montreal, and I fell head over heels. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> It is, it is a very beautiful place and uh, I want to actually travel more in my home country. I think that's typically something that travelers do. They actually travel a lot overseas, but they neglect their home country. So I definitely look forward to crossing the country and seeing more of my home and native yeah, land. You can find resources on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Your time, you know, very what you're doing with your blog, blog and your book and your creative travels and all of the different projects you're working on with the European Union, etc. Thank you. We hope to see you in Austria one day. <laughs> yes, I hope to see you there. We'll, we'll connect with you soon. For sure. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Uh, make sure you connect with Elena uh, on her website. We'll have the link below so you can just click through on YouTube or on iTunes, on the show notes. And also, make sure you grab a copy of her book, The Creative Traveler's Handbook. And yeah, make sure you connect with her if you have any questions about travel, about uh, making money online, about uh, learning languages, and much more. Uh, and make sure you connect with us as well. We're at digitalnomadmastery.com and Digital Nomad Mastery across the web. And make sure you join our Facebook group. We have an active and engaged Facebook group where you can connect with our fellow guests, our fellow travelers, and fellow aspiring new and established digital nomads. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.